happy, happy, happy Friday, my good people. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, today is going to be a good day. Yes, it's going to be a good Friday. It is a happy Friday. You hear me saying it over and over again because I'm trying to manifest it. Not going to lie, this has been a rough week for me. Y'all ever have one of those weeks where you feel like just doesn't feel like things are lining up in your favor? You guys ever feel like that? Like things are just not aligning in your favor and support. That's how, kind of how like this week has felt for me. It's been rough, it's been a rough one. And I feel like it might be an accumulation of things, not just this week, but as you guys know, it's been a rough few months beyond the COVID pandemic, um, having to face what we already know to be true in a more vivid light. Um, Oh, the shadows and the devastation of white supremacy and racism um, and all the complexities that come with that, with the experience of being black in America. So just, I think it was, I think it's just been a week where uh, an accumulation of reflecting along with just feeling like things aren't working out the way you expect them to work out. Uh, but you know what? I am declaring that it's going to be a great Friday for myself. And I am declaring for you that it's going to be a great Friday. Amen. Everyone, make sure you guys stay safe. Adhere to the regulations and guidelines. We want to make sure that we fight against this COVID. I know everybody has their own thoughts and philosophies about what's going on. Um, you do you. But uh, I always err on the side of caution, and I encourage you to do the same, not for the sake of yourself, but for the sake of others. Uh, if you hold your beliefs um, that are contrary to the CDC, I say, you know, you have your beliefs, but uh, make sure your actions are in care for your neighbor. Amen. So that means making sure you take necessary precautions. I'm not saying get stressed out and, and overwhelmed by anxiety, but I mean, people's lives are, are at risk here. So um, just make sure that you clean your hands, which you should be doing anyway, COVID or, or not. Nah. Please, guys, wash your hands, wear your masks, cover your face. If you're not wearing a mask, cover your face when you sneeze and cough in an appropriate way. Um, but really, really encourage everyone to just stay safe, stay home if you can. Um, just, we, we got to work through this. We got to care about each other and how things are working out um, for our good. We got to make sure that we, we are a part of building goodness for the community. All right, I'm off my soapbox. So I'm doing something different. I know last week we, um, we kind of set up a series about mental health in the black community, kind of the basics of it, the history of it, um, what it looks like. And I was hoping we'd be able to jump into a conversation about transgenerational trauma, which we will um, probably next week. But um, I want to take a break away from the series, even though we just got started. I do want to break away a little bit from it because I feel the need to address what's been going on in real time. Uh, I was planning to address Black Lives Matter, police brutality, some of the comments that celebrities have made in a future episode, um, and some of the things that I've just been observing. 
um, doing that in a future episode, but it just doesn't feel right to continue to discuss mental health in the black community without addressing what's going on in the present. I don't have anything written down, so <laughs> forgive me if I ramble, but um, just having some reflective thoughts, hopefully it'll be an opportunity for someone to feel, you know, feel understood, heard, seen, connected, um, or maybe even give some new insight, thought, a uh, different perspective on, on how things have been going. I didn't watch the George Floyd video on purpose. I, I did that once before where I watched um, Police Brutality uh, on camera. It was with Philando Castile, and I didn't even make it through the video. And I don't know why I decided to watch it, but I did. Um, and I have vowed since then to not watch it because I don't need to see what I, uh, in order to believe uh, what I already know to be true. But um, I, I feel hurt as a black person, as a black woman, as a human being to see the pain that is being perpetually placed on black people. I am a feeler. Uh, I don't know if I have an identifier as an empath, but I do have strong empathy for people. And when I learn about traumatic events that happen in communities, even outside the black community, I feel impacted as a human being. There's something that hits when it is not only a person who is a part of your cultural community, when you see that type of uh, brutality, but when you come from an understanding of a pattern of hate that is strategically placed against your community, that hits in a, in a different way. Last Thursday was Tamir Rice's birthday. And he would have graduated from high school. And I think about that because it was also one of my nephew's birthday last Thursday. And he just graduated to start high school. It's certain parallels like that um, that I think I unintentionally make um, those connections. But it I think it's a very human thing to do to connect in that way because not just because they share a birthday, but because my nephew is a young black boy, um, soon to be young black man. The world probably perceives him, likely perceives him as a black man, definitely perceives him as a black man, um, even though he's in his adolescence. Um, I... I really am at a loss for words on how to even process that. Um, to have somebody so young have their have their future taken away from them. I think about Brianna Taylor, who is yet to have justice through a system that protects her murderers. Yeah, there's just a lot to reflect on. And I'm noticing how um, 
how things have slowed down. And I know people have called it called that out. Like let's not let's not slow down, especially on social media. Let's not slow down this this energy. Let's keep that energy. Uh, Black lives do matter. We're seeing an uprise of changes that are, you know, uh, corporations are making changes with um, addressing discrimination and racism, speaking out about it, um, you know, painting Black Lives Matter on streets or changing street names to Black Lives. That was petty, beautifully petty. <laughs> I don't even know if I would call it petty. I would call it to, uh it could be petty, but in a good way. It was petty. Um, but uh, strategic maybe to re rebrand the street name in front of the White House's Black Lives Matter. I love that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, all of those things are, are great for raising awareness. But as someone who has been around panels, who who has been in front of panels, not in a panel, but... As, actually, I have. I have been a part of a panel um, discussing race and racism as someone who has been a part of those conversations with people who are not black and have been uh, sought out to discuss issues regarding uh, racism. Um, I am irritated because I feel like we've been talking and having conversations for far too long without action. And we've been very specific the black community who has been in favor of Black Lives Matter has been very specific about the action that needs to take that needs to be taken at this time. Changing street names, uh, writing Black Lives Matter. I do like the street name thing, so I'll take omit that. But <laughs> writing Black Lives Matter on streets, um, posting something on uh, Instagram, or uh, what was it I saw the other day? Um, in Texas, there were realtors who were wanting to change the master room to just large bedroom or something like that. Okay, these are all like good for you, pat on the back. I don't even know if I would give a pat on the back. Like, okay, that's nice for you to be able to realize those things that we have been shouting at the top of our lungs about. But that's not what, what we asked. You're still not listening. <laughs> like you are still not getting it. How are you still not getting it? That there's been a very specific message for police officers who killed Breonna Taylor to be arrested, for the police officers who killed Elijah McClain to be arrested. Um, the list goes on and on. I still think George Zimmerman should have repercussions and consequences for his actions. Okay? Uh, the people who killed Emmett Till, whoever's still alive there, there should, be, there should still be justice for Emmett Till. I mean, all of these lives. But we didn't ask for all of that. We didn't ask for you to change Master Bedroom. We didn't ask you to paint Black Lives Matter. We didn't ask you corporations to... Post your empathy, business to post your empathy. What we are asking, okay, if you want to do that, that's fine. But in addition to that, you need to make effort to push the authorities that be to bring justice that they claim to uphold, justice for Breonna Taylor. 
those police officers need to be arrested. They don't need to be on leave. They need to be fired and they need to be uh, in court. Same for Elijah McClain. Same for, um, you know, all the other all the other deaths that have been made. There needs to be justice. Court cases need to be re- reopened and reevaluated. There's got to be change. In addition to that, so we've been very specific about specific cases, what needs to be done. In addition to that, legislation needs to change. The police department, there needs to be adjustments in the police department. There need to be adjustments with funding that's going into the police department and how those those funds are utilized. These are very specific changes. I, I don't quite understand why. No, 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 I take that back. I do understand. Because people like to create distractions. Okay, this is where we're going to get a little technical with the mental health, okay? So there are different types of therapy um, that um, therapists use. Some people are eclectic and they use different, you know, use a collection of, of theories. But there's one theory called the general systems theory. And in this theory, it's held that, or it's observed that families have the tendency to have a, a state of homeostasis. And this, I'm going to speak in terms of families and then just stick with me on how it relates. So families have a, the tendency to have a homeostasis. And homeostasis is just like, what is the norm for an environment, right? Basic. What is the norm for an environment? So within the context of a family, what is the norm for the family? How are things usually done? That's just the way things are in our family. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy. You know, that could be a healthy or unhealthy circumstances, a healthy or unhealthy behavior patterns, healthy or unhealthy uh, communication styles, healthy or unhealthy um, environments. But there's this homeostasis, the way things are and the way things operate in a family. Okay? So when we look at the homeostasis of a family, um, this theory upholds that the response to potential change is usually to maintain a state of homeostasis. Because no matter how toxic an environment may be, people can get very comfortable because that's what they know and that's what they're used to. All right, so if a family has poor communication skills, um, has poor behavior patterns amongst the family members, if somebody comes in and challenges that, the family may respond in a way to maintain that homeostasis, to maintain that environment, environment no matter how toxic and damaging or how uh, dysfunctional that may be. Now, that could go on the flip side. If everything's healthy and somebody comes in, of course, you're going to be like, uh, no, slow your roll. But even in toxic and, and damaging and dysfunctional environments, there may be pushback unconsciously. It could be unconscious. Not everybody's intentional about that. But to return to a state of familiarity. All right. So there's, there's a couple of ways, according to this theory, that, um, that families tend to want to maintain 
this state of familiarity called homeostasis. Um, if there is something to disrupt the, the comfort or to disrupt the norm, some family members may respond by pushing that disruption out, just changing the disruption so that it, everything falls back in line. There's another way of responding, perhaps in addition to or, or absent from the first way, but another way, another way of responding is to adjust, family members adjust their own behavior so that it shifts the environment back to the homeostasis. Even when there's that element of change in there, everything else adjusts so that that norm returns. So when I look at that, I think about how things have been in the past few weeks. So there was a disruption to America's homeostasis. There was a disruption to America's norm. And in response to that, the people who benefit the most, I'll start there, the people who benefit the most from the toxicity and the, and the dysfunction of America, historical dysfunction of, the, of America, are typically the ones who make the adjustment. So those who benefit, basically those who benefit from white privilege, I notice, are the ones who are quickest to want to return to the norm. There are going to be some black folks who want to return to the norm, even though the norm was not in our favor. Um, and I don't necessarily see the need to, how do I put this, to despise them or to hate them or cancel anybody for, for having the tendency to want to return to the norm. Because I do believe, I do believe that part of, of this theory. I do think that it's applicable in most families, um, as it is, I think, on a, on a more macro scale level, that people do have the tendency to want to return to what's familiar, even if it's not in their favor. And I also realize that that tendency for us as Black people, it's tied to a manifestation of our trauma from our racial trauma and from white supremacy, right? Uh, it's, a, it's a type of, the norm is not in our favor, but the disadvantages are familiar to us. We are living in a pandemic, COVID pandemic. We'll just talk about that one. There's a sense of uncertainty already. So when you have an added uncertainty about the future as a black person, not just because of police brutality and the racism that you know, but now that there's a challenge to that, some people may may feel the need to return to what was normal because there's uncertainty about how things will go if we challenge the norm, not, no matter how uh, dysfunctional that norm was. Personally, I do not want to return to the norm because we know that's not, I know that's not good for me. Um, and a return to that is not going to be helpful for you know, future generations. Um, and, and I refuse to be a part of a cycle that causes future generations to have to continue to deal with the type of trauma and BS that we are deal, dealing with now. I'm always an advocate for pushing things, moving things forward and, and having a social justice progress. Um, but again, I'm not going to cancel a black person for responding 
to something like this in that way because that is their humanity. I would challenge that. I wouldn't cancel them, but I would challenge that um, lovingly to say, you know, I know that there's a tendency to, I know that there is, there is a comfort in, in what's familiar, but sometimes you got to disrupt that comfort um, in order for there to be change. I, I Scratch that. There always needs to be discomfort in order for there to be change. That's why it's so important for us to move in community and to act in community and to unify um, so that there can be a wrapping around of care and love for individuals who do want to return to the norm uh, within the community uh, so that there can be a certainty. There needs to be some stability to know that there's somebody who has my back if things go awry. Um, if, they, if there's no feeling of, of security in that, there's no feeling of security in a community. There's no feeling of security in a in a, a, a health pandemic. And there's no feeling of security in, in the future as a black person. There's going to be a tendency to want to hang on to what you know because there's security in that. What I what somebody may say is, I know that racism is bad, but I'm familiar with the with how things functioned. Dis, excuse me, I'm familiar with how things dysfunctioned. Um, in the old way, uh, it didn't feel good, but I, I'm adjust, I've adjusted to that pain. I know how to deal with that. I don't know what type of new pain will come if we do not return to that. Um, so my point in saying that is that I really encourage us to fight against that tendency or fight against that urge to return to America's homeostasis, to return to uh, the comfort, scratch that, to return to the familiarity with dysfunction and the familiarity with the systemic racism and white supremacy. Um, there's got to be change. And it's going to take more than posts. It's going to take more than um, than sitting at home and and being upset about it. If we're going to experience change, we're going to have to come to terms with the fact that discomfort is inevitable. And as black people, we've already experienced discomfort on mega levels, um, which is why it's so important for us to really build community, sincere, caring, loving, understanding, grace-filled community and it's going to take grace to ourselves it's going to take grace to each other because we are all on different levels of consciousness and we are all on different levels of processing our racial trauma some people don't even know they have racial trauma and we are all at different levels of navigating our pain um, and releasing it and turning it into motivation and power. We are already powerful beings. We need to ensure that we share grace because where there's grace, there is a necessary amount of comfort to uphold hope and faith. I think that's really where I am right now with my process of everything. Just seeing how things are kind of reverting back to pre-protests 2020. So I really don't have anything specific else to share with you guys. I just kind of wanted to get on here and 
process my thoughts, hopefully bring some encouragement, maybe bring some insight to another view of of what's been going on as of late. Um, and I want to clarify when I say show grace to one another, I don't mean ignore comments that are contradictory to the movement. I think accountability is still necessary. When I say grace, I mean let's be careful about how quick we cancel people, um, especially within the community. I think we deserve more grace than those who have not had our black experience or those who have a shared black experience. Um, but yeah, accountability is important, but I think we can still have accountability with each other while showing grace and love. That's all I got to say. If you guys have thoughts, um, on the topic or would like to hear more about what I shared in terms of the mental health family systems perspective on what's been going on, please feel free to comment on our page, um, on our Instagram page at all shades of black podcast, um, or feel, feel, feel free to shoot us an email at all, all shades of black podcast at gmail.com. I would like to end this episode. Y'all like my singing? (laughs) I told you I didn't come on here with any script or outline. I just came talking. You're going to get all the silliness. All right. I want to make sure that we end with our weekly statement of affirmation but before I do that good news Charlene our dear Charlene will be back next week we'll plan to have her uh, return and we'll continue to uh, we'll resume our our series um, discussing the basics of mental health or giving a foundation of mental health in the black community um, as we move forward with our podcast episodes and different topics we want to make sure that everybody has a good solid um, good solid base of understanding where we're coming from, not just as therapists, but also understanding uh, mental health, what mental health is, um, and how it is needed and how it shows up in the black community. All right, with that being said, let's get to our weekly statement of affirmation. Yeah. My black mind matters. My black fight matters. My black rest matters. My black life matters. All right, wonderful people, whether you're celebrating Independence Day this weekend or you're celebrating Anti-Independence Day this weekend, whatever you decide to do, be safe and be blessed. Till next time.